There was only one catch, and that was Catch-22, which specified that a concern for one's safety in the face of dangers that were real and immediate was the process of a rational mind. Or was crazy and could be grounded. All he had to do was ask, and as soon as he did, he would no longer be crazy and would have to fly more missions. Or would be crazy to fly more missions and sane if he didn't. But if he was sane, he had to fly them. If he flew them, he was crazy and didn't have to. But if he didn't want to, he was sane and had to. Yasarian was moved very deeply by the absolute simplicity of this clause of Catch-22 and let out a respectful whistle. That's some TV show that lost, he observed. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 17, Catch-22. Um... That was, of course, an excerpt from the book Catch-22. Have you ever read that, Emma? I've never read it. It's pretty good. Uh, I haven't read it probably in like 10 or 15 years. So mm -hmm. it's possible that uh, um, it doesn't hold up nearly as well as I wanted it to. But it, to my mind, I remember thinking it was pretty genuinely funny uh, throughout the book. So um, Who writes that? That is, I believe, Joseph Heller. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, what I can't tell you about the book Catch-22 is what it has to do with this episode. Because sure. <laughs> it doesn't, there isn't like a Catch-22, right? Like what is, I guess the Catch-22 is that he has to take Charlie, but then Charlie will die. Yeah. But that's not really a Catch-22. That's just like an unfortunate sequ sequence of events. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, um, but regardless, it's a fun name for the episode, I guess. Mm -hmm. I uh, this episode was written by Jeff Pinkner and Brian K. Vaughn, both of whom we've seen before, and, uh, directed by Stephen Williams, who we've definitely seen before. Uh, it aired on April 18th, 2007. Um, and yeah, let's, let's get into it here. Well, what did you think of well, it? I, yeah, I guess, yeah, we should go over that first time. What did you think of it? I, I thought it was a fun episode of Lost. I think yeah. the Desmond episodes have all been wins so far. Yes. I would say this is the worst Desmond episode it is. so far. But um, I don't think any fault necessarily to Desmond. For me, I'm no. just so sick of, and I will eventually just stop saying this. But this uh -huh. episode especially, I'm just so sick of the romance. I'm so sick oh, of it. Yeah, the, literally the entire time I was watching it uh, for this, I was going to text you and be like, "God, can you believe they put more of that in?" This? Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, we should probably save it for the podcast." But yeah, it's insane. It. We were talking last week about how we're pretty over the the love triangle thing. And yeah. This week was just like, no, you you can't be. Yeah. Because that's all we have for Kate. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just uh, well, yeah. Let's let's jump in. Um, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. This episode, I will say, I think. Um. I I don't like love it like I do the other Desmond episodes. Like I said, I think this is the worst of his, but I do think it is a pretty just solid episode of Lost. Mm -hmm. Like it's not. 
it's got kind of everything you want from it. Like, the, the flashbacks are pretty good still. The flashbacks are good in the sense that they give you more insight about his character. I don't think they have a ton to do with what's going on on the island. Like, we already knew he loved Penny. Yeah. So we weren't, like, hurting for, like, motivation for him if he thinks it's Penny that's coming down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's a, a very solid episode. Um, okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Uh, this episode starts with, uh, Desmond, Hurley, Charlie, and Jin, uh, walking through the woods as it rains. Um, uh, Hurley and Charlie are arguing over who would, who would win in a race, uh, Superman and, or the Flash. Um, seems really stupid to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of that stuff is ridiculous. Like, it, you, you can always be like, well, in this episode... Superman went around the Earth so fast that he turned back time and saved Lois Lane. Um, and Or, you know, whatever. The the comic book stuff, all that's, that stuff, I've, I've never been a big fan of the, like, who would win in a fight thing. Because it's like, well, whoever the writer wants to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, the, that's the case with all comic books. That said, it feels like the Flash kind of only has being fast. So that's maybe like his thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like his one thing. <laughs> um... And uh, as of 2023, uh, terrorizing women in Hawaii, mm-hmm. actually. So uh, that's the Flash's two things. And <laughs> I think he should kind of stick to being fast. Um, suddenly, Charlie steps on a uh, tripwire, which which shoots a crossbow bolt into his neck. Oof. Uh, um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty gory, too. Like, mm-hmm. they don't... Uh, as much as they kind of, like... I think half-assed it last episode with Claire, you know, coughing and spitting up she blood or whatever. She bit the this blood one, capsule. Yeah, when she... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this one looks nasty. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job of making... He looks like he has a crossbow bolt through his neck. He does, yeah. Also, why did he lift up his foot? Right? Oh, yeah. It feels like definitely you hear the kachink. You maybe be like, mm, maybe I'll mm, stand yeah. perfectly still <laughs> until I know what's going on. I'm trying to think, has he... I mean, he's even, um, he was with the group, right? When Hurley stepped on the landmine. Oh, I think And he, jumped yeah. off it. Uh, he was with, because he, he got stuck with Hurley on the other side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, unless I'm confusing episodes, but, so, like, he definitely knows, like, there's dangerous stuff and then there woods. Um, but anyways, yeah, the crossbow bolt, uh, goes right into Charlie's neck. Uh, they try to save him but he dies um and that is the end of the episode uh pretty good one this week that is right when i turned it off so (laughs) can't imagine anything better happening throughout the rest of this episode short and sweet episode Uh, short short and sweet it really just it got one thing done and boy are we happy about it um uh yeah we suddenly see uh flashes we see hurley picking up a cable in the sand um we see a flashing red light in the sky, and it turns out it was all Desmond's vision. And he's back on the beach now, uh, looking around. Charlie is aim- ambling about in the background, and he's completely fine. Uh, so Desmond goes to Hurley and asks where the cable buried in the sand is. Um, Hurley asks why, and Desmond says because somebody's coming to the island. Then we get our first flashback, and Desmond is at a monastery. 
And oh, this is my second biggest problem with the episode, by the way. And we'll get to my first eventually. But okay. this flashback particularly I does something that I cannot stand. Oh. Um, I, okay. Well, mm-hmm. flag it when we get there. I have an idea yep. of what it's going to be. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. the monk gives him robes to change into. Uh, and as he's doing that, he picks up a Bible and tells them that... Um, you know, they're all going to, they've all tested him like how God tests us all of the time with a vow mm-hmm. of silence for as long as they see fit. Um, mm-hmm. He tells Desmond that for some it's a week and for others it's a month, especially if they're not sure Which, about them. I must say, who can't get past a month, really? My, my you can't get past wife. a month without talking? Yeah, oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yep, thank you. It's these, these, Women on their dang phones all, all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Good point. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, honestly, a month does not seem that bad. Maybe. Do you know how much I would pay to not have to talk for a month? Yeah. I say on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Not, I to me, I don't know. I don't know. I guess no cell phone, though. So what, you know, I mean, what else are you going to be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Desmond does it. He says that he doubted Desmond, but they believe yeah. that, you know, he's on the right path that led him to the monastery and kind of relieves him of his vow of silence. Um, the scene ends with the monk telling him, welcome, brother. And yeah. then we get Desmond saying, uh, is this the part you don't like? Thank you, mm-hmm. brother. Like, <laughs> there's like a yeah, dot, dot, like dot on... Like he's trying it on. Yeah. 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 Um, have you seen, I, and frankly, feel free to say no. In fact, I will respect you much more if you say no. But have you seen the movie Solo, A Star Wars Story? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's a point in that movie, which as if you don't know, is the origin story for Han Solo. It is um, Insane that they wanted to do that. Han Solo is a complete stereotype character who only works because it's Harrison Ford. Uh, Weirdly, it still is like one of the better new Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Don't need to go into it. But there is a point in the movie where Han Solo has to get on a spaceship off the planet. And he has to give his, his name. So he's like, oh, my name's Han. And then the alien's like, well, what's your last name? And because all aliens have last names, there's mm-hmm. 12 billion cultures in Star Wars. They all have last names. And um, uh, you know, what's your last name? What's your family name? And Han Solo, Han, just Han, goes, "Oh, I'm all alone." And he goes, "Oh, all right, we'll put Solo then." Um, which Han Solo doesn't need an origin for why he's called Han Solo. Yeah. He, we know why, because he's a lone wolf, even though he has his big, big old buddy mm-hmm. whose name escapes me. Um, in the same sense, we don't need an origin story for why Desmond says brother. Yeah. It's because it's cool. It's cool when someone with that accent says brother. Uh, that shouldn't, it, it's not, it doesn't need to be more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need an origin story for this. It is that the funniest origin story that they could have come up with for why he says that? <laughs> it's not like his dad said it to him when he was a kid it's mm-hmm. that he actually was a monk. Yeah, that is the funniest. Um, so I guess there's worse ways they could have done it, but anyways, yeah, can't stand that they felt like they needed to see that everyone talks about how Lost doesn't answer questions, 
but the problem is I think that they actually answered too many and that was one that yeah. could have remained, remained a mystery. I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Desmond goes to ask Jack for the first aid kit because he uh, says he twisted his ankle. Which I, my thought was, well, okay, well, what's in the first aid kit that's going to help you with that? And then he goes, oh, no, I know how to wrap an ankle. Um, uh, which I guess, I will say, if they have something that he's wrapping his ankle with in the first aid kit, doesn't it seem like it would be, like, if they have, like, I don't know, gauze or tape of some kind in there, wouldn't that be something you'd want to, like, save for, like, an actual emergency? Yeah. Like, not, like, a slightly twisted ankle that he's clearly walking fine on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be like, but... go get a banana leaf, <laughs> yeah, Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go into the jungle, find a suitcase of some dead person's clothes, and uh, grab a grab a t-shirt. Take one of the tarps. A, a solid color. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have 10,000 of them, <laughs> Desmond. <laughs> um, uh Hurley is incredibly suspicious while this happens, but Jack, I guess, lets it go. It kind of seems like maybe Jack just doesn't want to know what they're doing. That's kind of the only real explanation, I think. Jack's checked out. Jack, yeah, Jack's yeah, been he's checked not, out this season. He's thinking about how he can get back to Juliet yeah. right now. He's he. There's just a... Uh, uh, Hurley, as they're walking away from Jack, demands an explanation. Um, and so Desmond, Desmond explains that the visions uh, he saw... Um, have to come to pass in like a certain way, but he won't tell Hurley what they are because he wants them to come true. Um, oh, hey, here, it's the, my least favorite part of the episode. Uh, Sawyer goes to look for Kate in her tent, and uh, we get like the most egregious shot possible of her. Yeah. Like, this is the most fan servicey thing they put on the show in a while. Honestly, maybe since Sawyer was naked in, like, I think was that season one? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beach. Like, I mean, truly, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we don't necessarily need to talk about it every time uh, Kate takes her shirt off or whatever, but it is one of those things where you think about, like, hmm, she was extremely uncomfortable in at least one scene this season. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. It's uh, hard to tell which one it is because yes. as we're moving through the season, they really put Kate in that yes. position a lot. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. I also too like the thing now is that people complain about sex scenes in movies or whatever. I, I don't want to be like oh anytime. <laughs> I don't want to be like anytime like somebody's taking their clothes off on the show. That's a bad thing. You just don't. It, it it just sucks when you know for a fact that they have at least had some negative experiences. Right. Yeah. It feels like it should be all of them then, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, Kate gets to pull off an uh, absolutely unironic, uh, hey, I'm up here. Um, you don't see that very often. It feels like it's uh, uh, you know, pretty much completely used ironically now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to see that someone's keeping it strong back in 2007. Um, uh, Sawyer asked Kate if he, she told Jack that they slept together. Um, cause I guess that's something Sawyer's concerned with. I don't know. It, it's just to perpetuate this drama. Um, he wants to continue their relationship slash have sex. And, uh, you could look at it either way, I think pretty much equally. Uh, but she brushes him off and, uh, walks out of her tent. Uh, Sawyer says, do you need me to make you a mixtape? 
And Kate says, yeah, go ahead. Um, now, last episode, of course, we had the word preggers to remind us that it took place in 2007. Mm. Uh, and in this episode, we have uh, the concept of making a mixtape for somebody. Um, when was the last time you, you made a mixtape, Emma? Ooh, a mixtape? Yeah. Or have you ever? I've never made a mixtape. No, that's okay. not true. I did. Okay. and But mm-hmm. it was like old school like probably middle school had my tape deck listening to the radio and then recording they were hard to do it was hard to do and it took days to get it right yeah yeah you you had to like really try Mm -hmm. yeah mix uh mixtapes were difficult uh i thought mix cds were the coolest thing of all time uh when it was just like oh i just click these buttons and now it's on there that's wonderful i just download limewire and destroy my family's computer and <laughs> yeah, then yeah get, <laughs> get literally everybody in your wife's identity stolen mm-hmm. um uh yeah the uh uh i will say this you uh have made you have shared playlists that you've made with me that uh are excellent. I have always thought making a good mixtape slash CD slash now in the modern age playlist is like a skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am not great at it, but I, I will attest for our listeners that you are fantastic at oh, it. Oh, thank you. I think you put mm-hmm. together a mean mix. Yeah, look, here's the deal. Every third song in any playlist I make is going to be by the Mountain Goats. Yeah. Uh, every fourth <laughs> song will be uh, the theme from Hamilton. Uh, so, you know, I'm coming kind of limited by those parameters. Mm-hmm. Desmond and Hurley recruit Jin, um, just because he was in the visions. I, I, a, I a love silly Jin reason. This episode, though. Yeah, Jin. Jin is so good in this episode. Yeah. Um. Uh. It, it's a silly reason to like include him. Like he's there because we saw him there. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, like that. Desmond would have needed for the episode. I guess maybe you could argue they needed him to find the parachuter at the end. But um, regardless, it's just nice that they're including him. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad. I'm just glad uh, my uh, my son is getting included in, <laughs> uh, in all the other reindeer games. Um, uh, Hurley invites him camping, and Jin accepts. Uh, Desmond goes to recruit Charlie. And uh, he tells Charlie that someone's coming, but he can't say how. And uh, he assures Charlie that Charlie's not going to die. So Charlie accepts um, uh, something that we know is a bold-faced lie from Desmond. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gang is whistling as they march across the beach to the cable. Um, Do you know the song that they're whistling? I recognized it. So it's the one where I recognized it from was the uh breakfast club mm. uh it, they all start whistling it in their little detention or whatever um but it's been used in like a million things uh it was i think probably most popularly used in bridge over the river Kwai uh mm. from the 50s um but it's what is this colonel bogey's theme or something like that yeah. it's just like a military Silly march. name yeah for mm-hmm. probably a very serious song in the time. I don't know. And uh, probably a very serious man. I can't imagine Colonel Bogey was yeah. <laughs> extremely, uh, you know, like, he doesn't sound like a fun-loving guy. Uh, sounds like a bad golfer. But um, uh, Hurley stops them eventually and shows them the cable. 
Uh, he mentions all of Russo's traps out in the woods. And so Desmond says they'll camp there for the night. Um, uh, which is... Uh, it seems weird that he wouldn't want to just keep going. Um, but yeah. I guess he knows that it has to be raining when they were searching the woods, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the next flashback, Desmond mm-hmm. and uh, his monk friend, um, or the head monk, the lead monk from mm-hmm. the monk team. Um, Mr. Monk. Yeah. They're <laughs> putting labels on wine, and the wine and is what? called... When we say the lead monk, just to be clear, it is not Tony Shalhoub. I I think of him as the he's the 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 main monk for me. Sure. The only one I can see playing the role, frankly. Mm-hmm. But no. I shouldn't have it's said some that. guy. It's some guy who actually looks extremely sleazy. I what's his name? Brother Martin? Is that what it is? Um, he looks like he should be wearing a leather jacket and. Selling me something that he stole Bibles. from somewhere. He, yeah, Bibles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, stolen Bibles would be fine. Yeah, there's something very off about his energy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they are putting labels on wine together, and the wine is called uh, Moria. And Desmond uh-huh. points out that it's an interesting name for their wine, given it's the place where God asked abraham to sacrifice his son isaac and mm-hmm. uh the monk comes i back mean if and... that doesn't drive you to drink what will yeah that's it's kind a of a perfect point. name mm-hmm. and it's a perfect name for the wine drunk by any character on this show because of course any Daddy other dads would sacrifice them in a heartbeat yeah um oof that's so true um <laughs> the <laughs> The monk comes back and says, okay, well, God didn't kill him, though, did he? And it was, it's kind of like a weird, like, not the God you think it is. I don't know. Um, and Desmond tells him that one could argue that he shouldn't have been asked in the first place. And the mm-hmm. monk tells him that he, uh, you know, that wouldn't be much of a test, though, would it? Um, so kind of having a back and forth. Uh, yeah. If I were... Um, this monk this would kind of be the time where i'd be thinking like oh maybe you shouldn't be a monk like yeah maybe we need to get that vow of silence uh did you spend the vow of silence reading richard dawkins by any chance it's kind of what it seems like so excuse me um he goes on to tell desmond that he doesn't value the thought of sacrifice and hmm what interesting foreshadowing wow. here yeah um delicately placed in this episode like lost always does um, i didn't even catch it till you just brought it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh then a man is escorted into the monastery who uh-huh. just no words immediately punches desmond in the face uh mm-hmm. and then apologizes to the bewildered monk and he leaves right away uh, and and then... not, not to keep generalizing people based on their looks, but also this was a guy that if he asked to go somewhere, it's because he wants to punch someone in the yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's this guy's purpose in mm-hmm. life. So it Why seems they crazy even let, him let him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a test, too. Mm-hmm. Back on the island, uh, it is nighttime. Kate is eating alone in the little makeshift kitchen uh, when Jack walks up. Uh... 
Kate then utters a sentence that no human being before or since has said uh, out loud and certainly not meant. Um, she says, the oatmeal's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I eat oatmeal every morning, Nolan. Sure. I'll bet you do. Words. No, I, Sometimes look, the I'm sure you do. Awesome. And I bet you, do you, have you ever, ever actually thought to yourself, ooh, this oatmeal's awesome? No, I, no. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, there's no that. way. But I will look, now. There's nothing. Well, yeah, of course you have to keep it alive, because <laughs> frankly, we need to give Kate another personality trait besides just in love with two men. Mm-hmm. So if it has to be oatmeal, by she, God, so be yeah, it. The quirky um, girl that loves oatmeal now. Yeah, yeah, she's oatmeal girl. Um, yeah, uh, Kate uh, muses on how strange it is to be free with Jack. And Jack kind of flirts back. He clearly just needs to get out of there. He does not want to be talking to her. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, he, okay. And then he says, hey, can I have that spoon to Kate? And Kate says, sure, okay. And then does this, like, I mean, you just kind of feel bad for her at this point. Yeah. She, like, licks the spoon clean. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, flirting. Uh, to me, it's like... Just give him, you don't need to do this. Yeah. He's going to be using that spoon in a minute. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, obviously, you were just using it. Whatever. Uh, he, he can handle a little bit of oatmeal on there, Kate. Um, and from what I've heard, it's awesome. So why wouldn't he mm-hmm. want um, Yeah, it is extremely uncomfortable between them now. Um, which I guess is the writers want us to be rooting for them still. Who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, it's been yeah, too, like, knows? I do not care about this at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Bernard gets in there somehow. Yeah. I don't know if Sawyer needs to fall in love with Bernard mm-hmm. um, or, you know, what exactly is going on. But I think uh, I think he needs to... We need to make this a love uh, pentagram, mm-hmm. I guess. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kate... Has this incredibly awkward flirting session with Jack, and then as she's walking away, she sees Jack and Juliet uh, laughing together at Juliet's tent. Um, and so Kate immediately goes to Sawyer's tent and initiates sex with him. Uh, he notices that she's crying, but she tells him to shut up, and because uh, Sawyer is, of course, still kind of a garbage human being, he does and just goes along with it. He, I think, I'm sure he. I don't. I didn't write this down. But there must be, he must say, don't have to tell me twice. Mm-hmm. Right? Does he say that in the episode? <laughs> Pretty um, much. Yeah. Uh, now we get to the best Wait scene. a second, though. Why is she oh. crying? This is like... Yeah. Th- uh, this was the part that made me, like, want to shut off the TV. Yeah. yeah what does she I have mean, to cry about, really? I guess that she's still in love with Jack. I, like, I guess she's determined that, because otherwise... I mean, I will say, Jack has certainly made her cry on the island before, so mm-hmm. um, I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It Yeah, like you said, this is painful. We're, yeah. Uh, we're, on, we're on technically two and a half years of this. Uh, frankly, it feels like ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, the next scene is, in my opinion like unequivocally the best scene of the episode uh back at with uh hurley and that group they are telling each other scary stories 
um, Jin is telling a scary story, just purely in Korean, and uh, he still manages to jump scare Hurley. Mm -hmm. This is, in my opinion, delightful, very fun. I wish we got more little cute things like that in the show. It feels like somebody's always... I mean, at this point, someone's always in love with someone else, mm -hmm. so maybe it works out, but... From what I can tell, this group hates each other, so except for Jin. Um, uh, Charlie sees Desmond staring at his picture and asks about Penny. Um, uh, Penny, he says that he lost her because he's a coward, and he wonders, you know, he talks about how she said, you know, with enough money you can find anybody, uh, and wonders if she's been looking for him. Uh, suddenly they hear a helicopter, but it kind of sputters out, and then, I mean... The, obviously, they don't show the helicopter. I, I'm not saying that they needed to crash a helicopter for a half-second scene. That's fine. But they do. the sound design does come just short of doing like the Wile E. Coyote falling mm -hmm. off a cliff uh, <laughs> sound as it falls into the water. Um, they then see a blinking red light in the clouds above the jungle. Uh, Desmond is extremely excited. Uh, Charlie doesn't want to go out because of the traps, but Desmond, at this point... I think it's safe to say just clearly thinks that the, whoever is uh, parachuting down is Penny. And so Charlie refuses um, to go along and Desmond says, all right, fine, we'll leave at first light. Um, the, I will say this, I, normally this is not a huge complaint of mine, but it makes absolutely no sense how, I mean, one, Parachute plus helicopter seems like a bad idea, just to start Oof, with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but two, the helicopter is way out over the ocean, and the parachuter is, like, down in the island. It just doesn't... The the spatial situation doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, who cares? I, I don't want to be cinema sins over this, but um, it did kind of put me off. Uh, in the next flashback, Desmond goes mm -hmm. to the house of the man who punched him, and mm -hmm. uh, he's got some bruising and a little band-aid on his face, so it hasn't been that much time um, passed, mm -hmm. and knocks on the door, he answers, and he asks if uh, his sister is home, and the man, Derek, tells him to leave, uh, and then... Behind him, a young woman appears and tells him to leave Desmond alone. Uh, and her name is Ruth. So Ruth lets him in and they have a cup of tea together and have some really yeah. awkward small talk about the monastery. Um, and then she just point blank asks him what he's doing at her house. And Desmond says that he came to explain what he did. Um, she tells him that he can explain what he did because he disappeared a week before the wedding when everything was bought and paid for. They had dated for six years and he just left her disappeared without a trace. Um, now, just to be clear, if this happened to you or I, uh, it would be the worst thing in the world. Uh, that said, it is extremely funny to be like, I'm so nervous about my wedding better join a monastery yeah <laughs> like <laughs> that's just like well guess i'm doing that i mean uh they're obviously using it to talk about how much of a coward desmond is um and i think the show i think this scene does a pretty good job of not letting him off the hook for it honestly yeah. which is nice but uh it is just a very funny thought 
to be like, oh, okay. I, get... I mean, it's like, well, I joined the army. Um, yeah. Which I guess, to be fair, he did too. So maybe that's what happened with Penny. I don't know. I had, I was friends with a couple in high school. Okay. And um, the they like were going through a rough patch and then the guy did join the army. And it was oh. like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then it's okay. He like ended up like not even going to basic training. It was like kind of a stunt to get attention, I think. But oh, I think about that. Are they still together? New. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Darn. No. I was really I was really rooting for those two those two kids they really seem like they're gonna make it. But Jesus I mean, can you imagine? Like just yeah. Very yeah. cowardice on Desmond's part. Like, oh gotta I just, take a vow of yeah. silence now. Can't talk yeah. about not. Oh yeah, that's to... true too. Part of it being the vow of silence, so he can't even he doesn't even have to like explain himself is mm-hmm. I mean it's perfect. Frankly, really... if you're a uh, coward and you're listening to this take notes because mm-hmm. this guy knows what's what to do um he said that he had a calling um after too many pints uh and he said that he uh, uh, raised his eyes and asked if he was doing the right thing um and then the next thing he remembers he is on the street lying on his back and a man was looking over him and reached out his hand and said, you know, can I help you, brother? And uh, it was the monk from the monastery, and Desmond said that he knew that he had to go with him and sacrifice everything for a greater calling. And Ruth says, it's a good thing that a shepherd didn't help you up, otherwise you'd be off with the sheep, which mm-hmm. I thought was a good jab. Uh, and, also it, tells everything him to, she... hmm? and also tells him to fess up and tell yes. the next girl that he's with that he's just too scared. Yes. I, I will say everything she says is so much more cutting because mm-hmm. of the accents. Uh, it really works in her favor for this. Um, I will say, too, like when you look at her house, she's like wearing a cross around her neck and she's got crosses up on the... So, like, clearly uh, Desmond just went for the excuse that he like knew that she couldn't really disagree with mm-hmm. of, like, I, I'm having a religious epiphany or whatever. Um, just an absolute slime ball. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the next day, Juliet is building her shelter with, I guess they have a hammer and nails. Yeah, where did that come okay. from? Okay. Sure. From the, I, 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 maybe the hammer and nails section is next to the tarp section mm. in the, uh, the piece of Home Depot that crashed along with the plane. Um, uh, Jack says something about how, oh, she must have been a carpenter. And then Juliet, I just wanted to point this out. Juliet says, what, your dad never taught you how to use a hammer? Which, like, you've read his file, Juliet. You know that he has You hasn't. know the answer to you that. Know, <laughs> yes. But Jack does have the perfect answer, which is, no, he taught me to drink. Uh, which is true. <laughs> the, uh, survey says correct on that one. Um. Uh, Sawyer comes over to challenge Jack to ping pong. Um, this is fun. I do like that Sawyer is like trying to reach out to Jack, and he clearly, like, he clearly knows. Like, look, we're gonna have to be in competition with each other at all times over something, but we can still be friends, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just play ping pong. I thought this was cute. I liked this little dynamic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, as they play, Sawyer remarks on how strange it is to be back, much in the same way as Kate. And Jack laughs, saying that, you know, Kate, uh, <laughs> Kate uh, said the same thing to me last night when I shut her down right before I went and laughed, uh, you know, with Juliet as she saw. Is basically what Jack says. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's a little clunky, but it just, it, Sawyer puts it together that uh, that's why uh, Kate visited him in his tent last night. Charlie, uh, as they're going through the jungle, asks what's next. Desmond says nothing, but Charlie doesn't believe him. Um, Hurley takes a break, and Desmond climbs on his back to get a bag that's fallen in a tree. Um, I wouldn't stand for this, but I did laugh. I thought it was kind of funny. It is funny, and what it reminded me of is the other day, I got home from work, mm, I don't know, probably 30 minutes later than I normally do, because I had to finish some stuff up. And so the first thing I do when I get home from work is I feed my cat. And um, there was a, <laughs> there was a like, I don't know, a little scrap of something on the ground. So as I was like holding her can of food to go put in her bowl, I bent over to pick up this thing on the ground. And she jumped on my back. And we basically had like a standoff of <laughs> her claws were digging into my back. So I couldn't just stand up and, and like let her slide down. So I had to like slowly inch her and her, her thinking, all right, this will get him to feed me. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, with this absolute same confidence that my cat had, thinking that I was going to feed her faster, Desmond jumps onto Hurley's back. Um, inside the bag is a satellite phone, uh, which is dead, of course. Uh, that feels like something Saeed needs to oh, get yeah. his hands on uh, post-haste. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not, honestly, if that's not the first scene of the next episode, Lost is... Uh, doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and also a copy of uh, the novel Catch-22 in, I believe, Russian, which I also believe is maybe uh, Joseph Heller's native language. Um, mm. I I probably should have looked that up, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, inside the book is a copy of Desmond's uh, picture of him and Penny. Which, okay, so the we've seen how Desmond gets this picture, right? Like mm-hmm. ten seconds before him and Penny break up, she pays a guy you know five quid for the the photo, and that's why he gets nervous and breaks up with her. Um, and then presumably he just held on to the picture after that. So how, in in what sense? How could you possibly have a copy of that? Ooh, that's a good um, question. Yeah, the only thing I can think is maybe someone took a copy of it when he was in prison because I'm it was with all of his stuff that he got back. But I, I mean, who knows? I, I guess it doesn't really matter. Can't imagine it gets explained. I just think it's one of those things where I'm like, well, how do they have that? Um, maybe he scanned it and it was his profile picture on facebook for a while oh that's a great point i mean that would be a great profile picture seems weird to put one up of you with your, your uh, ex, immediate but... ex but yeah. you know <laughs> that's I, the only theory i have yeah 2007 was it's complicated had it made it to facebook yet Who knows? i think so yeah that was uh, prime time it's complicated era yes facebook <laughs> um okay uh this next scene baffling to me Kate is washing her neck, which is fine. You got to do it, folks. Um, uh, she is doing so in the drinking water? Question oh, mark. Oh. What? What? This? I like. 
it can't be the neck washing basin. So like, no. what is this? What is she? What is she washing her neck in? Um, it's not you know, you get the ocean right there if you get dirt on your neck. Mm-hmm. Kate. I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? Uh, they, I feel like they... this isn't Kate's first offense either. I feel like in the first season she was doing a lot of like. Oh yes, I'm Did gonna she... wash my bloody shirts in yes the only the drinking fresh water, water resource yeah. we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of her thing. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, Kate's just infecting everyone with whatever, uh, uh, whatever you catch on this island. Yeah. Um, uh, Sawyer brings her a mixtape, which not really a mixtape. It's a Best of Phil Collins tape. Uh, this is cute. I do like that. I mean, here's the thing: is I would like Kate and Sawyer, and I would probably even like Kate and Jack if they just made it a thing and we had to stop flip flopping mm-hmm. so much. Um, I don't I think really any like Kate and Sawyer. Yeah, Kate and Sawyer is definitely better, yeah. um, at, especially at this point. I think that probably wasn't the case in season one, mm-hmm. but I think for seasons two and three, Kate and Sawyer just have better chemistry. Um, I will say I don't think any romance is going to carry the show. Um, I guess maybe Jack and Locke would, but that would, frankly, folks, we're not getting that show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't don't. Don't have your hopes up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sawyer asks if she had sex with him because of Jack, and he says, "You don't got to use me, Freckles. All you got to do is ask." Um, which is uh, probably the most mature thing he said on the show so mm-hmm. far. Seems like season one Sawyer would have shot Jack with a gun. Yeah. Um, by this point, so I think it's some real character growth that we're getting out of Sawyer here. Instead uh, of ping pong, they would have been like cage match MMA yeah. style. Yeah, they would have somehow like concocted a medieval joust. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Back on I don't know I guess the other side of the island. Uh, Charlie asked Desmond if he thinks that the parachuter is Penny. Uh, Desmond says that it he knows it is, and so Charlie says. Oh, you should have told us. Um, you know, of course we would have come if we had known. And then it begins to rain, which of course we know is bad news for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Good news for us. Bad news for Charlie. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the next flashback, uh, Desmond is getting wasted in his robes off of the wine. Uh, when the monk... amongst us. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of like a monk... Like, I don't know anything about monks, except that yeah. they live in a monastery and have, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he very notably does not say that they took a vow of sobriety right. in this scene. He, what does he say instead? Uh, they took a vow of poverty and a oh, vow poverty. of charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. So, um, both of those things mean you can't drink, I guess. Yeah. Um, But the... The monk finds him and asks him what he's doing drinking their expensive wine that they sell. And Desmond kind of gets like a little cheeky with him and tells them that, you know, it's a good thing that they took a vow of poverty because he's, he's drinking up all their expensive wine. And yeah. um, the monk sits down with him and tells them that he doesn't think that he's cut out to be a monk. Um and Desmond says, you know, hey, you know, I've had a tough week. I'm sorry for drinking the wine. I can be a good monk. This is my destiny. 
and the monk tells him that he's beyond penance. Like, mm-hmm. what a burn coming from <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Presumably, like, a uh, murderer could become a monk at some point, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess this is a really good bottle of wine. Yeah. Which also, I think he says it's a hundred bucks, too, or a hundred pounds or whatever. So, I guess. hundred quid. That's, yeah, a hundred quid, a hundred squid. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't drink. I know that there's cheaper bottles of wine, but that's not like an insanely expensive. It's not like this is like the the fabled, you know. It's not like the McCutcheon's uh, Scotch oh, or whatever. Yeah. That, like, you know, it's a it's a moderately expensive. It's, the the idea that Desmond couldn't have come up with a uh, hundred pounds um, to repay them is crazy. Yeah, for sure. I yes, yes. Um, I agree there. Uh, mm-hmm. Now look, if if it was me, yeah, of course I'd be spending that hundred pounds on fifty two pound bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I I just don't think it's that expensive. If it were me, I would have gone uh-huh. to the monastery where they make chartreuse. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, that's fair. You know, lived it up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm at the Club Soda Monastery. Catch me at the Club Soda Monastery. <laughs> oh, that's a great monastery. Mm-hmm. Um, the so he gets fired, um, and the monk tries to tell him, you know, God has different, bigger plans for you aside from being a monk, mm-hmm. and you're spending too much time running away from your problems. You're not focusing on what you're running towards. And he gets up to leave, and Desmond asks him what he's supposed to do now and the monk tells him to do whatever comes next yeah absolute cop-out answer also um, desmond kind of deserves it though like he's oh such yeah a... he, he, yes he definitely uh, he's a he's a little shit in this episode yeah i mean he's presumably grown a lot since then um but yes he's uh i mean he, I, this is definitely the youngest we've seen him because mm-hmm. this is of course before he even has met penny um, I will say, you know, those, um, uh, like when you start a new job or like you're taking a class or something and they, they make everybody do like, you know, what's an interesting fact about you or two truths and a lie or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I used to be a monk, but then I got fired is like perfect. Yeah. Like Desmond is set for job interviews for the rest of his life. Essentially. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he all he has to do is bring that one out and I mean maybe you don't mention that it was because you were drinking on the job I, <laughs> but still, um, uh, as they're walking, uh, the superhero argument uh, starts up again or not again I guess for the first time but now we're seeing it happen uh, in the present. Um, not to go back about this, I will say, is there maybe anything more exhausting than listening to people argue about superheroes? Like that wasn't not that I can think of. Was I guess it was just like Simpsons comic book nerd style. That like that would have been the thought about it in two thousand seven, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see, two thousand seven. Yeah. I mean, well, there's there were Iron, some Marvel movies Iron Man out is, then, com- right? is about to come out. Yeah, the, I mean, the Batman Begins had come out, the Spider Man movies had come out, so maybe it was a little bit more mainstream. I don't know. It just feels like that's half of Twitter now, is people arguing over, yeah, you know, whether or not it's misogynist to not like Captain Marvel or whatever. 
Um, and it is, just to be clear. That's our official position on this podcast. If, in fact, if you don't like any Marvel movie, you're a, you're a misogynist. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe worse. Um, yeah. uh, Desmond sees the crossbow, and I gotta say, it, it, I, this is the most I've related to a character on the show. He really has to think about whether or not he wants to save Charlie. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't think I necessarily would have, but boy, oh boy, it takes him a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he does save Charlie at the last second. Now... And, you know, we've talked about Charlie's issues on the show. If I'm Charlie, though, I gotta say I'm furious right now. Because not only about the, you know, who who cares about the uh, the fact that he, you know, made, that he knew this was gonna happen. He stopped it, so that's fine. But it does go straight through his guitar. Yeah. Um, a thing you can't, you're not replacing that. I mean, I guess maybe you could build a new one on the island, but it's not gonna be the same. And I think you know that. Pretty rough for Charlie. Um, but everybody on the beach, when they find out that Charlie's guitar is broken, they're oh, going to be like, what? Yes. Yes. Thank God. Thank <laughs> you, They don't Desmond. have to hear... Uh, uh, what was what was the song in Barbie that they did? Oh, my God. Uh, I can't remember. I finally watched that um, like months later after everybody else saw it, and uh, that scene really did make me laugh. It's very funny, it was, isn't it? Was it was Matchbox 20. I can't think of what the name of the song is, though. But, Matchbox um, 20 is such a funny choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, and you know what? I'm going to say this on the podcast. I like Matchbox 20. Would I uh, play a song for, a, you know, a woman after that Barbie movie has come mm-hmm. out from Matchbox 20? No, I wouldn't, uh, frankly. But I, 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 you know, I'd throw them on. Um Rob Thomas is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reach... I don't know. This is confusing to me, and I was taking notes at the time, so... Uh, they For some reason, they have to split up. So, Jin and Hurley split up one way, and Charlie goes with Desmond. Uh, he, at first, he's mad that Desmond knew, and Desmond just gets mad right back at him, which is probably what you have to do with Charlie, frankly. Yeah. Um, and he talks about, like, the futility of continually having to save charlie like what's the point it's just gonna keep happening um and he wonders if it's a test if it's um like oh i don't know what's a uh reference for oh i yeah abraham and isaac um Mm. the uh uh you know wonder if it's a chest that he a a test that he needs to eventually just sacrifice charlie um and uh then they as they're arguing Jin calls out he's found the parachute uh, the person in the suit is one wearing a uh, a flight suit helmet. Um, yeah, like were a, they in a helicopter? A fight... or a yeah, they were jet? in a helicopter. I think we need to remember that. Okay. Um, I don't know, or, or maybe honestly, maybe they were in like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, that would that would honestly make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, turn into a helicopter, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they they look like they are um, dead and hanged. In mm-hmm. this, they don't. They're not. They're not looking good. Just one quick thing about mm-hmm. Charlie and Desmond. Okay. If I were Charlie, I would be kissing Desmond's ass. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. I would not be getting in a fight with like the only person who can like see into the future when I die. I would be yeah. kissing their ass and doing whatever yes. they said. I don't know. Yeah. If, if there was somebody who knew for a fact the, the exact date and time of when I'm going to, like, 
you know, skate down the scare on the down the stairs on like the one roller skate that was left on the top step and break my neck and die. Um, I would be pretty nice to that person. Yeah, I think for yes. the most part. Yes. Um, <laughs> in the last flashback, which this is kind of like mm-hmm. intertwined with some of the other stuff, but oh, that... it's just just with them cutting down the parachute person. Yeah, something that you kind of assumed was going to happen anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. But Desmond goes to the monastery office to say goodbye to uh, the monk and return the robes. Um, The monk tells him that if he doesn't mind waiting for a few hours, there is another person who can bring him into town. But he will have to load wine. Maybe that was the catch-22. Maybe. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You have to wait to go into town. Yeah. You also have to load wine. Load wine. Yeah, that seems yeah. like that's uh, a catch-22 of some kind. It's a catch-21, for sure. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, did but... you notice the picture on the desk, by the way? Oh, no, I didn't see it. What was it? So it's Brother Martin, I think, and um, the old woman from the jewelry store. Oh, no Whose way. name, I believe, I didn't get. But they're like, I mean, it's a classic, like, pre or very early photoshop like they just they didn't bother trying to match these at all mm-hmm. um so it's very obvious that it's a photoshop uh job but or whatever it was back then uh but yeah so i guess that's some sort of mystery she's been keeping an eye on desmond since the beginning okay mm-hmm. i did not catch that thanks for pointing that out um mm-hmm. he ends up bringing uh multiple cases of the wine to somebody's parked car and that somebody is penny um uh-huh. and they have just such a cute meet cute um it, it is good yeah i he loads in the wine and kind of chats her up and she's just absolutely delighted with him and laughing and at his jokes uh and just interested now desmond has that great one-liner like i was a monk and then i got fired so she, yeah she's into that too and then penny offers to give him a ride um into town and and that's how they meet for the first time yeah um uh the the name of the person that plays penny is sonia walger or walger um i don't know how it's pronounced uh but she's really charismatic <laughs> like mm. she's she's very like you just uh when she's on screen you want to see like you want her to stay on screen. Yeah. Um, the I the thing the problem I I do like the meet cute. I think it's good. Um, the problem I have with this scene is that I do not believe that that's the car that Penny drives. I, you don't she think dri- so. Like no, what like a Ford Explorer or whatever. Like she's she's driving a little uh, uh, rich person car for mm. sure. There's no way she's driving that thing. She we we think she's going off roading. In the Shire or whatever they've got going on over there. Um, uh, um, they get the parachuter down. Uh, Desmond yanks off the mask, but it's not Penny. It's somebody else. But this person does say Desmond's name before passing out. End of episode. That's the big twist. It's pretty good. I mean, for sure knowing this is so close to... Uh, season finale time you're kind of getting like all right what's about to start happening it feels like there's some stuff that's uh happening now that 
um, is going to like actually be important. <laughs> so yeah, sure. uh, it's a it's I'm not really a twist, but it's a good cliffhanger, I think. I thought it was great. I actually mm-hmm. really liked this episode. It's just yeah, there were bits of it that really got on my nerves. Truly, if you had taken out all the Kate stuff and it had just been a 36-minute episode, it, it probably would have been I think uh, been much better. better. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this episode came in at number 79 on IMDb, which is Ooh. way low, in my yeah. opinion. Um, Why do you think that are... is? I don't know. I think it, maybe it's just be a thing of nothing... You could argue that nothing really happens in the episode until the end like plot wise um and maybe people are also really starting to get sick of sawyer and kate and jack um, i hope so yeah. i hope so last seems to be like a really reactive show to the fans yes. and yeah. i i just i really hope that this is kind of the point where fans are getting like a little sick of it because yeah i don't know i don't know if i want to do this another season uh-huh. yeah and don't it's, tell uh, me don't i have a feeling that it's gonna be just throughout the entire series and that's fine mm-hmm. but i really hope it's not and i'll just leave it there okay um and i know for a fact whether or not it it does or it doesn't um and uh that's all i'll say about that so um <laughs> Next, uh, next week is, uh, D-O-C, um, which of course stands for Dead Deliver on, on oh. oh, no. I think Department of Corrections, right? Oh. But it seems, seems like it can't be that because, um, it is a Sun episode. Oh. Um, but good news, we're getting a Sun episode next week, so that's Oh, well, that's fun. exciting. Yeah. Oh my god, she's uh, pregnant. I completely like what is Jen How funny doing would it be if we get camping? back to if we get back to Sun and she like just has like the big old pregnancy belly now. Yeah. <laughs> just cuz it's been 6 episodes since we last saw her. Mm-hmm. Um even though that means it's only been about 4 hours. Uh yeah, the uh I know yeah, Jen, Jen is just like, "All right, well, I guess I'll go camping." Hurley mm-hmm. did ask me, so what can I do? Say no? Stay with my pregnant wife on on Danger Island? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, you can, you know, thank you for listening. If you want to follow us, like us, share us, subscribe us, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Emma, any idea how many stars they should be giving us uh, for those reviews? Mm. Uh, five. Okay, so that's one star for each uh, second that the camera lingered on an undressing Kate in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us at All the Best Pods on Twitter. You can email us, All the Best Podcasts at gmail.com. And until next week, get, get lost. lost.